Welcome to The Fully Lived Life, a podcast for those who are longing to pursue the full life and want to break free from anything that holds them back. Listen in as two friends, a psychologist, Dr. Mary, and a life coach, Jillian, talk about life, love, and purpose through the lens of faith, science, psychology, and life experiences. Mary. Hey, yes? Thunderstruck. <sighs> what? Hey, listen. It's a song. What? Which clearly I kind of like from my youth. Mm-hmm. However, when was the last time you would say, Mary, that you were awestruck? Oh. Um, probably, I would say when I was in Vancouver. Yeah. And we were looking out at the mountains mm. at uh, Stanley Park area. And the sun just happened to be just setting. And the way the clouds were, the way the sun was coming down, the mountains in the distant, uh, the water, I was, I would say I was awestruck then. And also, I have to admit, the meal I had that night when we went to a wonderful Japanese restaurant, I was kind of awestruck at that too. (laughs) That's wonderful. So it was like not just geographical and atmospheric, but it was also experiential. Yes. Yeah. For me, it's a lot about the experience. I know. I I know that you love your food and I know Mm -hmm. that that can create awe for you. And I love that. Yeah. Um, What about you? Yeah. For me, um, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, when I was thinking about this and the science of awe, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about a lot of things that I have found awesome or I have been awestruck with. I know that you'll resonate with this. You know, when you see a newborn baby mm. and you see their little itty bitty feet yes. and the toenails and the yes. little creases in their toes. Yes. And it's just so perfect. Mm. And you just can't drink it in enough. Yeah. That is, yeah. that is awestruck to me. But yeah. the I remember the time that we were in Israel. Yeah. Oh, yes. And we went to Masada. Mm-hmm. And it's in the Judean desert. Yeah. And the landscape is surreal. Mm-hmm. It is like nothing I've ever seen before. Yeah. Uh, the Judean desert is vast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's kind of fear inducing because, you know, you can imagine being lost there. You, there wouldn't be any landmarks. Mm-hmm. And then we went to this place called Masada, which was mm-hmm. this historical like fortress. Mm-hmm. And I remember being at the top of Masada and just looking out over the Judean desert, we could see the Dead Sea. Mm -hmm. And it was like nothing I had ever experienced before from a geographic experience. Right. And I was just completely awestruck. Yeah, it's it's a good uh, remembrance because that trip was full of awestruck moments. Yeah. Not even just the landscape. I mean, that was incredible. But just the knowledge that I was literally walking where Jesus walked yeah. before. That I, my, I couldn't even fully comprehend that. Yeah. But I, I just remember. And, and when we were in the garden where uh, Jesus wept before he went to his crucifixion, we are actually in the place that Jesus was at. Wow. Yeah, I mean, even fathom it fully. There were just so many moments of awe mm. there. And yeah. so... You know, for for our listeners, when was the last time that you really experienced awe? Mm. And actually, it's so critical for us right now. 
yeah, in this place of kind of barrenness, mm. <laughs> uh, to remember when we last experienced awe. Right. And maybe for you, it was a great meal or meeting a little baby that's been added to your family mm-hmm. or remembering a time in your life where there was this trip that you went on where you were experiencing awe. I really want you to think about that because mm-hmm. it's so important right now. So the wonderful thing is that um, we can revisit times of awe. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, that, it Mm -hmm. actually really helps us to experience it again. But also it produces some things in our life that are virtuous. Mm. And that's where the science comes in. Uh, right. But before we get there, I want to talk about the word awe a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay? I was going to ask you that, because what does awe mean? Yeah. So some would say that the word awe or awesome has been watered down to be meaningless. So mm. I get a hot cup of coffee this morning and I say, oh, this coffee is awesome. Mm. Well, it's not really awesome. Right. It's hot. It's good. Yeah. But it's not awe-inspiring. Mm-hmm. So we've taken this word awe and we've watered it down to something that's good or pleasing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the verb awe actually comes from a Norse word, agai, which translates to fright or terror. Ooh. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. Well, think of awe. Like, think of when you're really awestruck mm. and think of me in the desert. Mm-hmm. If I was lost in the desert, I would be in terror. Right. The grandness of it, the size of it, Mm. um, we can look at it and both be kind of in fear of it, but also in wonder of it. Right. Right. Okay. So it's it's like it's too much beyond my ability to comprehend or to control or to manage. Exactly. Like so there would be fear with that. Yeah, because it's okay. beyond your comprehension. Right. Yeah. So this idea of this awe, mm. uh, there's a theologian, Rudolf Otto says that awe is called mysterium tremendum. Ooh. Um, so he says it's two components. Mm-hmm. The aspect of the sensation of kind of fear and wonder. Mm-hmm. but also grandeur and like the like the grandeur of it but also our own humanity right. of being compared to the grandeur okay does that yeah. resonate with you yeah for sure it's like it's something that's beyond my ability to even fathom or comprehend yeah like I, uh, if i even try to figure it out it's it's just like mind blowing that's right Yeah. So he says the aspect of a sensation of trembling, which Mm -hmm. comes from being in the presence of something overpowering and vibrantly alive, Mm -hmm. and the other, which is a mystery that leads to fascination and being awestruck, transfixed, astonished, dumbfounded. And I would say that many of us who have been to the Grand Canyon Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, in the Judean desert, or maybe mm-hmm. in a massive cathedral with the artistry, we've been in that place of being transfixed by it, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So it's a very complex relationship between fear and awe. Uh, okay. So remember that when you say your coffee is awesome. Okay. Because you're not going to be afraid of your coffee. No. And you're really not in awe of your coffee. It's just good. Mm-hmm. So I do use awesome probably too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we yeah. do. 
We mm-hmm. use the word awesome. Well, that's awesome. So awesome yeah. or whatever. Right. But right. it's not. Um, mm. the, the day-to-day stuff is not really awesome. Mm-hmm. It's the stuff that is massive and mm. grand mm. and beyond our expectation. Right. Huh. It sounds like you're describing God. Well, clearly. <laughs> clearly. I'm, I'm really talking about the character of God too, right? Yeah. So the science, uh, the scripture says... The awe of God is the beginning of wisdom. Mm. I think personally, when I have those experiences of awe, right. it leads me further into the knowledge and wisdom of the character of God. Mm. In fact, when I was standing in Masada, I was thinking how inconsequential my life is mm. and how grand creation is, right. but that God allows me to experience it on this scale Mm. and how beautiful that is. Well, you can see it in the grandeur of nature, but you can also see it in the small, minute details of what you describe about a baby. But like the mystery of how both were created and how they came to being and just the creativity and just the beyond our understanding of how it came to be. Yeah. Like even, even a flower, just the fact that it's that color and that, you know, beauty that it brings to this world. How did that come to be? You know, um, when I, my kids were little, mm-hmm. we had a zoo pass and we would go every week, we would go to the Toronto Zoo and mm-hmm. we'd sort of focus on a different group of animals or animal or whatever. Right. And I remember one time we were with the baboons, or was it mandrels? Maybe it was mandrels. Mm-hmm. And their bums are blue. <laughs> yes. Which is fun, right? Like, yes. you've got little kids with you. They've got blue bums. You're talking about it. And I'm like, you know, why would God choose to create this blue bum? Mm-hmm. Because he could. And right. because he knew it would delight a five-year-old, right? Right. Like, to me, that was kind of awe-inspiring that, uh-huh. you know, this... This wonderful creature had this big blue bum. I mean, Mm -hmm. how fun was that? And that was Mm -hmm. awe-inspiring to a Mm five-year-old. But we're going to talk about science and research because I love, and you know, um, we both love how science, faith, and and nature go hand in hand. Right. So science and research into awe have suggested that awe may be key in the formation of virtues and behaviors. Oh, interesting. In the faith realm. Mm. We would expand this to spiritual virtues and behaviors. In some research, it says that awe expands the people's perception of time, Mm. alters decision-making, enhances well-being. So when I think of that, I think of, you know, when I'm standing in Masada or in the Grand Canyon or looking at the feet of a little baby, I'm thinking of something larger and bigger outside myself. Right. Right. And I'm looking at the joy of creation, mm. the wonder of it. Um, it's perspective, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's perspective because when I'm in my little own life, I get so caught up in the the stuff and the challenges and the anxieties around it. But when I step back and I see the grandeur of nature and uh, the beauty of a flower and how a, a baby is created so beautifully and perfectly, it kind of brings perspective and context to my struggles. Not to 
I'm not saying that as a way to shame myself or say like, well, I shouldn't feel what I feel, but it just puts it in perspective and it, it eases the turmoil that I might feel over those things. And it allow, I think that's why it plays into our decision-making because mm. sometimes we, got caught, we get caught up in the minutia mm-hmm. and we get caught up in worry and anxiety mm-hmm. around right. minutia mm-hmm. and it actually pulls us away from something bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. But when we experience the grandeur, we go, you know what? In the realm of things, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Right. And, you know, I, can, I don't have to get caught up in this worry cycle. Mm. So I don't know if this is related to, but I was just doing a coaching call with a client earlier today. And we were talking about why she does what she does. Mm. And it's bigger than herself. It's, it's kind of crazy. So she's a single woman who left the safety of her home to move to a foreign country because she felt really led and called to uh, help in this foreign country related to the area of human trafficking. Wow. And it's kind of like, why would she do that? Like it, the thing that she's called to has to be this bigger than herself, this thing that brings awe in her spirit that would allow her to say, I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to do for this bigger thing that's beyond my comprehension, beyond my my own abilities to, to do this big thing. Yeah. I would think that there's a huge sense of awe with that, mm-hmm. of being part of something that's so outside yourself, that's so big and mm-hmm. so grand that right. it makes a difference in the world. Right. It, it's that thing we talk about, uh, you know, people who are people of faith about, you know, God's kingdom come, his will be done. There's something about us that wants to be part of this bigger picture beyond our comprehension thing Yep. Uh, that allows us to um, be part of this bigger thing, be willing to sacrifice for it and be able to experience joy in it, even as we don't always see the results of it immediately, because we know that we're part of this bigger thing. Yeah. Mm. So I want to tell you about the scientific study. So they took a group of um, participants in this Mm -hmm. study and they had two groups. One group was taken into a eucalyptus forest and these Mm. trees were beautiful and they were, you know, 200 feet uh, big and they were quite grand and they were taken into this eucalyptus grove and they were Mm. asked just spend time looking at these trees. Mm. Then they took another group Mm. And they just had them stare at the building. Okay. I want to be part of group one. I know, me too. (laughs) I don't want to be staring at the building. Yeah. But what happened was the group, they spent equal times. Uh Uh-huh. The group that was with the eucalyptus trees was seeing something bigger than themselves Mm. that was living, that Mm. was giving, that was nurturing, Mm. that was nourishing. Mm -hmm. And the group that was looking at the building was just looking at a pile of bricks. man-made. Guess what happened? The group that was looking at the eucalyptus grove had a better sense of self-esteem. They had um, more joy and peace in their life. Wow. They were able to make decisions quite quickly Mm. because they were able to look through it a lens of a different angle of grandeur. Whereas the group that were looking at this brick building had no change at all in their spirit. Hmm. Wow. I did not know that. So this, you know, this is one of those things where we have a friend, uh, Wendy, who is a forest therapy guide, mm-hmm. and she took us for a forest therapy walk. Yeah. And now physicians are prescribing forest mm-hmm. therapy 
as a way to deal with mental health issues, as a, a way to deal with health and wellness wellness mm-hmm. issues. And we can tell from experience that it had changed us, didn't it? Yeah, sure did. Like just being around other living, breathing things in nature gave us perspective. Right. You have to wonder when you think about the evolution of humans, where we started off living off land and now we essentially live in concrete cities, that as we've moved further and further away from that, we've experienced more mental health issues, more stress, uh, a, a much more narrow focus on just consumerism and productivity and all of that. We've kind of lost sight of the grandeur, like the words grandeur, the words awe, and even just thinking about that already kind of stirs in my spirit a desire to kind of go back to that place because it it settles me. It makes me feel like, okay, there's there's things that are bigger than just me and my own little yeah. worries here. Yeah. So I can see how that study, it makes sense to me as I'm sort of thinking about it. But also, what does that mean for us um, as humans, as we think about nature and life and God and you know, things that are bigger and beyond ourselves and how we need to actually pay attention to that. Yeah. And, you know, even beyond um, nature, it could be going to a gallery or to a True. symphony right. where the mm. composition of the music and the, mm-hmm. the artwork takes you to a place of awe and wonder. That is so true. Right? You're right. Mm-hmm. So how do we cultivate this virtue of awe? Mm. Um, So scripture points to the idea that awe can be cultivated Mm -hmm. as we learn and meditate on the character of God. Mm -hmm. And we've, we touched on that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This then leads to this positive effect of growing the spiritual values of words that we would say would be the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and Mm self-control. When we're seeing something outside ourselves that's so grand and awe-inspiring, Mm-hmm. We have a perspective on ourselves, mm. but we're also more gracious mm-hmm. to others. And in one of the studies, it mm. said that um, the group that was in the grove of the eucalyptus trees was actually more generous in their giving to mm. people in need. Interesting. Wow. There was an uptick in generosity. Wow. Yeah. So clearly there's something going on there, right? So this yeah. Rudolf Otto, this theologian, suggested that all may be awakened in us by minor exposures to natural vast locations. So mm-hmm. just being exposed to the Grand Canyon or the Judean Desert or to the ocean or to something man-made in architecture like a great cathedral can awaken this sense of awe in us. The great right. pyramids, right? right? Like we look at them and we went, oh my goodness. Mm. Well, I think about two of my most um, treasured experiences. One was when I did go to a cathedral in Spain, in Barcelona. Uh, I think it's the Familial de Sagradia. I'm totally butchering that. But if you Google the top cathedral to visit there, it was unbelievable that somebody could envision it and that we humans could create that. Yeah. And then the other one is because I do love classical music. When I am sitting there listening to the beauty of classical music and just all the layers of the sound and just how it just fills my senses, 
I am awestruck then too. And I do feel very settled. I do feel a sense of joy and um, pleasure and enjoyment as well. Mm -hmm. So I can see how that would lend itself to, like you said, my heart is more open and more expansive. That would lead to generosity. It would lead to better mental health, all sorts of things. Yeah. Oh, I love this. So in talking about this, um, because we can't travel right now um, Mm -hmm. due to our place in the world, Mm. How do we go back to these places of awe and mm-hmm. wonder in our life mm. so that we make sure that even in this time of, you know, a lack of travel, a lack of exposure to these places, we can still tap into awe because right. you know what? I don't want to ride out two, three years without awe in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want the last time in my life to be awestruck was three years ago when our grandson was born right. or three years ago when we were at Masada. Right. I want to experience all right now in my life. Right. I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. And I want the benefit of that in my character and in my personality that I would see myself as part of something that's much bigger than me and be more generous in my thoughts towards the universe, creation and others. Um, yes, I think about, you know, the world right now and the needs that are there. Uh, and when we open ourselves up to the bigger than us, uh, the needs of others around us and the fact that we can make a difference in that, it gives us a sense of hope and healing and reconciliation and all the things that, um, pushes us to do the harder things for the benefit of the greater good. Yeah. And I think, I think it helps us to contextualize hard times. Mm. You know, the Grand Canyon is still standing. Mm-hmm. Masada is still standing. The oceans right. are still there. Yeah. You know, the cathedrals mm-hmm. are still there, mm-hmm. even though that we're in this hard place, it mm-hmm. helps us to contextualize our history. Right. And oh, remain so in awe of the things that are awesome. Mm. Right. So how do we you do know, that? So, right. um, I would suggest, uh, listeners, if you can remember the last time that you were filled with awe, mm-hmm. can you journal it? Mm-hmm. Can you think of the sights, the smells, the sensations you had, the emotions you had, the feelings that you had? Um, can you name them? Mm-hmm. And maybe you need to bring up a picture of that on your uh, your screen on your computer or print out a picture of it and place it in a place where you can look at it. Because in science, even looking at a place that's grand can mm-hmm. actually elicit all these responses of awe. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there are great nature shows. There are great travel shows right now that we can be watching. There are mm-hmm. great resources that we can be tapping into. How do we tap into this in very difficult times so we continue? the journey of awe in our life. Mm. Yeah, I love that. So for you, Mary, maybe you want to print out a picture of that cathedral or do some research about that cathedral, and it will help to remind you of those times where you were completely awestruck by it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, the gift that I have is I do have a visual memory, mm-hmm. so I can right away call to mind already, even as I'm sitting here chatting with you, uh, what I saw, I can remember looking up and, you know, the cathedral had these stained glass windows, 
uh, and they had this design. It was made to be like the tree of life. Yeah. So they had this structure that went up as if they were um, trees. And it was, you know, I don't know how many stories up. Uh, it was unbelievable. And so the odd part was that this was created as a celebration and an acknowledgement in a humble way of the goodness of God, the grandeur of God. It was a worship to him. Oh, it was a worship to him. And then for me too, to be able to see that humans have the capacity to create something like this was also something that was awestruck for me so that we are, it reminded me that we are made in God's image. And as he is so creative and generous, so we are made in that ability to be so creative and generous as well. And it brings us to the best of humanity, yeah. the best of what we are able to, to produce and bring out into this world so that no matter what darkness and evil cannot overcome that, the goodness of God, the goodness of God in us and the, what he's asking of us to show up, to be that light, to be that love. I mean, all of those things just right now, just even doing this podcast, I'm so filled with you know, wonder and awe and joy just to rem be reminded of it. So imagine if we're doing this uh, on a, on a, a regular basis, just to call to mind, like you said, things that have brought us awe. Yeah. And I, I mean, and I would add to that, like make it as 3D sensory as possible. So not just visually, but if there's sounds mm -hmm. of nature, if there's smells, and if you kind of surround yourself with all the senses, I think that would be just uh, a way to alight that sense of oh. awe. Mm -hmm. I do too. I just, um, I mean, I found myself kind of sitting on the edge of my chair as we were talking about this, just yes. because of the nature of what we're talking about, right? Right. But I want to, I want to read you a quote. Sure. And this is a quote um, by Michael. Um, what? <laughs> it's a book from. It's it called. It's from a book called Dangerous Wonder. Okay. Um, by Michael uh, Wandanelli. Okay. Yes. This is, listen to this. Okay. Tameness is not an option. Mm. Take the surprise out of faith and all that is left is dry and dead religion. Whew. Take away the mystery from the gospel and all that is left is frozen and petrified dogma. Oh. <laughs> Lose yeah. your of God and you are mm. left with an impotent deity. Abandon astonishment and you are left with meaningless piety. Oh. Yes. You know, and it's so easy to go into that place right now where we pull the wonder away. We pull the the awesome away. We pull the mystery away because it's so dark. Mm -hmm. But we need to stay in that place of mystery and wonder and awe, mm -hmm. not only for our own health and our own spiritual life, but in order to worship God. Mm. Because it's meaningless other if we don't. Mm. And we are created. Uh, I believe to live in that wonder and worship of God to things bigger and beyond ourselves. Yep. We are our best selves when we're in that place. Totally agree. Yeah. And I, and I love that quote because I think part of the challenge is you kind of align. So you sort of like compare faith in God versus religion and beliefs and dogma that's the thing that can take people down. Yep. And it's not that we should not have right beliefs and truth and 
all of that, but that it must not take the place of the wonder and the grandeur and the mystery of God. Exactly. Humanly speaking, we don't have the ability to fully capture that. And we don't want to, because that's what gives us that sense of worship to something beyond ourselves. Well, quite frankly, if I could stand at the top of Masada in the Judean desert and explain it, it would be meaningless. Right. But because I cannot explain it, and I cannot capture it, Mm -hmm. it is the mystery. Mm -hmm. Right? So this life coaching tip I have for you is... yes. The season that we're in is hard. It's deep. It doesn't naturally lend itself to awe, Mm. but we can all recall a time when we had that awe in our lives. Right. So is there a photograph you could find? Is there a TV show about nature that you can find or Masada or the oceans or whatever it might be that you can find? Could you cook up yourself a beautiful meal, sit Mm. down, plunk yourself in front of this image or the show and sit in wonder. Mm-hmm. I capture it again. Mm, Put the darkness aside to just allow yourself to function in the wonder and the mystery of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just encourage you to get creative with that. However mm-hmm. it looks for you and your family, I would encourage you to do that. Maybe mm-hmm. it was a great vacation you had where your kids swam in the ocean for the first time. Like right. Remind them of that because kids need this too right now. Mm-hmm. They need awe and wonder in their lives in this season. Mm-hmm. And so I just encourage you to find a way to capture it. Right. Yeah. And I would add that if you're struggling with uh, anxiety and depression and mental health challenges right now, oh, first of all, give yourself grace because we are in a difficult season yeah. of our life and uh, people are more stressed than they've ever been. So give yourself grace for that, but also recognize that your mental health and your emotions may be pulling you to just look at the what is impossible and to look at all of the negatives of life to actually purposely choose to focus on the things that are beyond your comprehension, that are bigger than what you can understand, whether it is through nature or through some sensory type of experience or a beautiful memory that you have of the past, that actually that's a very healing thing for you to do, uh, or at the very least, a very healthy, help you cope Uh, give you resilience, give you capacity to manage the challenges of today, because uh, we are, I believe, created to worship something that's bigger, you know, God that is bigger than us, and that that can give you um, a sense of resilience and hope in that. So I would just add that even if you don't feel like it, to be intentional, as Jillian has encouraged us to do, And um, if you can't come up with the words for it, that's okay. Uh, In therapy, we often do things like scents and experiences, um, things that are like uh, even like taking, getting some bubbles and blowing them up and just watching how they come up and how they float up in the air and just wondering if how that can be, uh, can be something that can help lift you up from those feelings of depression or stress or anxiety. Oh, that's good, Mary. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that, Jillian. That was wonderful. Like, I feel so uplifted after this um, this segment that we taped. Yeah. And so. you know, for me, I mean, just even thinking about those times in my life that brought awe to me mm-hmm. was spirit lifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It helped and me. And I love that you gave us some science I was, in that. You know, I've been feeling a bit funky lately about this whole mm. time in life. 
especially mm-hmm. living with a little three-year-old who's missed most of his life to a pandemic. So, right. you know, uh, I, I appreciated being able to dig into this. Yeah, no, I think, I thank you for sharing with us. It definitely is a perspective shift for all mm-hmm. of us uh, in a way that, like you said, is, is good for our soul. Yeah. So thanks for off giving that to us and uh, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. And I hope that you go away and you really take this uh, to heart and spend some time doing it because the science is there. The faith aspect is there. It's what we're created to be able to do. I encourage you to go forth and uh, look and experience awe. Awesome. Wonderful, Mary. Thank you so much. All right. Take Take care. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Fully Lived Life podcast. We hope you found it encouraging and helpful. Be sure to follow or subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please help spread the word by sharing with your friends and family and posting on your social media. Thanks for listening and tune in to our next episode.